Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Damn, that background look good. What's going on, Bears <laughs> fans? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central. It's me, your boy Hayes, joined by Bobby. Today, we're going to talk about takeaways from training camp so far. Uh, Tevin Jenkins finally breaks his silence and speaks. Uh, not really speaks, but he, get, he, he, he did a tweet. We're also going to talk about, it. are the Bears a fit for Will Fuller? We're getting to all that and more on today's Chicago Bears Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, Bobby, listen, I always love when you hear from me on a daily show, so I'm not talking about my goddamn self. Uh, (laughs) You know, one thing, though, for real, I think people, for me, at least for me, I can't speak to every creative. I never, it never feels normal talking by myself, bro. Never. I've done over 300 episodes (laughs) of Chicago Bulls Central by myself, and it still does not feel right every single time, bro. But, you know, it it is what it is. Absolutely. You need somebody (laughs) to crack them jokes with you, continue the conversation. (laughs) exactly man but so we're 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 at a good place um in in the uh uh uh, training camp so far uh bro out of i I put it on this list as 10 takeaways but let's not put a number on it what are some of the takeaways you 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 felt from what you've seen heard out of training camp so far uh one of the takeaways is that uh braxton jones been seeing a lot of time on that left tackle spot um, I, I believe it was you that that said that he might be inserted in that starting lineup, and then I believe mm-hmm. I jumped in on that as well because, like, because and then at, uh, while you was out handling your business, I was on on one of the shows. Like, where the hell is Tevin Jenkins? Like, you yeah. supposed to be competing fight? Where you at? <laughs> like, yeah. and then yeah. uh, another one that uh really been standing out is that even flu. Well, the entire coaching staff just putting people in multiple positions. That's including, mm-hmm. you know, mixing and matching with the offensive line and then Gordon and uh, moving him around and then also the friendly com- competition between him and the other rookie, Jaquan Briscoe. I love to see it. Yeah, I love challenge each other, make each other better, and then just handle y'all damn business. Make sure y'all show up when it's time to show up. For sure. One of the things for me that, that has – you know, stood out in training camp so far as Al-Qaeda and Muhammad, like I talked about in yesterday's Daily Show, yeah. like, is he going to end up winning that other uh, starting defensive end position? Now, when, you know, when we didn't know what was going on with Robert Quinn, he was going to, you know, him, him, uh, he was going to be one of those starters regardless. But the fact that, you know, it is coming down to a competition and it seems like so far in training, it's just training camp, but so far that, Muhammad has really shined a lot, getting three sacks so far and what would have been sacks, you know, the non-contact would have been sacks on Justin Fields already so far. Now, that could say more about the offensive line than it does about Muhammad's skill there. <laughs> but still, like, do you think that that Muhammad may win that uh, that that starting position at the other defensive end? I mean, I think he got a fair shot. He's the more experienced guy uh, with mm. years in the league and with the system. You know what I'm saying? And one That's of the true. things that he was – credited on when he even before he even came over here was that he's the guy with a high motor he just he won't stop so to me and then if from a coaching standpoint you just look at it like bro that's my guy i know what he can do you know what i'm saying you try to you yeah. you want to get everybody a fair shot but typically sometimes a little bias can 
creep up in there when you know who for you're sure. dealing with. For sure, for sure. Uh, competition overall in training camp so far, even at the special teams is one thing we haven't talked about a lot so far, but it seems like people are returning punt so far for the Chicago Bears include Velius Jones Jr., Daz Newsom, Chris, Chris Finke, uh, Dante Pettis, and Eddie Jackson as well. Like, right. who do you think comes out out there and is the is the one returning punts and field goals by the time the season starts? Man, you give it to the young pup, Velius uh, Jones Jr., man. He did it in college. He, uh, I didn't. I don't. I don't recall Eddie Jackson doing it last year. You just give it to the young pup, man. He said he not old. You can call him old, but when he run past you, you just gonna be looking at his legs. Basically, just paraphrasing right there for y'all. But look, just just give it to the young pup, man. Let him put the ball in his hands. Let him make a play, especially if they gonna kind of use him as a quote unquote gadget guy on offense to where he can make plays. And I seen him burn a couple people too on some highlights. Y'all better stop playing. <laughs> listen, you better. I'm telling you. Listen, I've said it. I've, I I don't know if you saw the video, but like I've been I'm saying, like by the end it. of the season, Velius Jones Jr. is going to be the wide receiver number two. I've now put a date stamp on it. Week by four. week four. <laughs> yeah, week four he is going to be the 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 wide receiver number two. I'm 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 sticking by it, bro. I'm sticking hey, by if, it. If he um, becomes number two, he got to get up off uh, special teams then. We need, we need oh, yeah, to see, that's too. Yeah, you need to get man. off with of special teams. Yeah. Get so, it to somebody uh, down, yeah. look further down on the depth chart, maybe Finky or somebody. There you go. There you go. Now, one of the things, too, before we move on to the other subjects is Jalen Johnson saying so far that the defense has won every single day of practice so far. What, what? do you make of that, brother? <laughs> that's what he's, uh, and he's supposed to say that, right? He's supposed to say that. But, uh, but you know, he said the front sevens bring the bring the energy. He says they uh they get happy after they score a touchdown after a sack. But you know, he said that he's that the defense has won every single day so far. That's fair, man. It's easier and from experience, it's easier for the defense to come together. You know what I'm saying? Especially because mm -hmm. the defensive playbook is not as big as that offensive playbook. And That's then true. you got so many people that you're trying to figure out: is Bailey's gonna play the two or the three? Is this person gonna play left tackle, right tackle? Is that they got so many? They got way more question marks on the offensive side than defensive side it's cool y'all it's i'm happy to see that they winning because that like i said i believe they're gonna be a middle of the pack defense uh by by the time you know the season ends and all that stuff they're gonna i believe they're gonna be solid and then the offense is just gonna take a little bit more time but i do like that i do like that they're winning but i do like the resiliencies of just the resiliency of justin fields when he throw an interception, then he come back and light their ass up with 10 straight and a couple touchdowns. There you go. That's a, that's a fact there. Uh, let's move into the next topic for today, and that is, is Will Fuller a possibility for the Chicago Bears? Now, we know wide receiver core has one of the most question marks around it. And surprisingly enough, it seems like, at least from the way that the conversation is going, the conversation is moved from Byron Pringle, almost focused solely on uh, uh, Velius Jones. We've heard yeah. some things about St. Brown as well. Do you think that that Will Fuller could be a possibility out there for the for the Bears? Now he hasn't had a, a fully healthy season at all in his in his NFL career. He only played two games last year for Miami before breaking his thumb, being put on injured reserve. But the thing is, is when he's out there, he's a nice deep threat. Do you think that that could be a possibility for the Chicago Bears? I mean, I wouldn't be mad, but at the same time, I wanna I don't want anybody to come in the way of Vegas Jones. I'm gonna just be honest. And then this they just true, yeah. we they just picked up Nikhil Harry. We know the history with him, but we don't know what he can turn into. And then yeah. coming from camp, they got Equanimous St. Brown. He 6'5", and he killing it in the red zone drills. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
I don't want to really distort that. You know what I'm saying? Because at one point, Will Fuller did have some trouble with drop passes. But on the flip side of that, we got to, you know, give him hats off because he can't take the top off and make some plays when it comes to the deep ball. It's true. Averaging 14.9 carries per game uh, with the with the Houston Texans. We're not going to co- count that uh, that Miami season because uh, two games ain't enough to get a, right. to get a big big enough uh, thing there. But in 2020, he did average a career high 16.6. Man, um, uh, yeah, per carry. So, like I said, I wouldn't want him to take a spot from Velius Jones Jr. at all like that. But to bring in, add some depth there. Maybe be the, maybe sometimes you put him in at the slot, things like that. I wouldn't right. mind having a deep threat like him um, to come in. But like you said, you don't know what Nikhil Harry may turn into. St. Brown, a lot of positive things coming out about him. It seems like Byron Pringle hasn't had the best training. Yeah, that's I was far. just about to say that. Yeah, it's it, that that's that's weird because he came in really hungry. But I mean, at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta perform all the hunger, all the things you can say outside of being on the field. It that's just talk. When you get on the field, right. you gotta prove it there. So absolutely, because um, man, I've been it, wondering like where where he been at? Because we hearing Vegas Jones, Mooney, Komet, yeah. Saint Brown. I'm like Saint Brown. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I did not. At? And coming, I did not expect to hear more about Saint Brown than Byron Pringle. I did not expect that's that at I'm all. Saying. But that's what's. That's what's come so far. So we'll see how it goes. We'll monitor how how it continues to develop. But as of right now, it seems like, uh, you know, maybe if the Bears do think that they do need to add another piece to this uh, wide receiver core, Will Fuller, considering he doesn't have a contract, teams are, last thing that I read were teams were monitoring him. He could be a piece that you can bring on on a pretty, um, I wouldn't say cheap deal, but, uh, you know, another prove it deal, one, one, one year deal, and, you know, see what he can prove. But again, as we're talking about contracts, Roquan Smith, Pay that man every episode. I gotta say, it. pay that hey, man. Hey, pay the man. Pay the But moving on to now. that, man. This one of the biggest. I, I don't want to call it necessarily drama, but question marks, of, especially when the news came out about the Bears possibly shopping Tevin Jenkins. But it came out, and he's he's now tweeted about. It. He says, um, "I'm good. Don't believe everything you read." Now, this comes after um, uh, David Kaplan said that, from what I'm hearing, it's not a seizing uh, a serious injury. Um, is that there's a high level of disconnect between Tevin and the new coaching staff, especially Chris Morgan, who is the offensive line coach. So that points mm-hmm. towards. It, maybe it's not his health, you know, and I even in my video, I was like, maybe it's they didn't want to wait on his health, bet on him to be healthy, things like that. But it really just does seem like he maybe just not is fitting in with the new culture that the Chicago Bears want to build here. Now, do you think that how, how do you feel about the missing a piece that has only played what five games in his NFL career so far, right. still very young, a second round pick? Do you think that it's a, a would you move on from him for just a disconnect with the coaching staff or considering that? You know, the new front office has no attachment to him. They didn't draft him. Do you think it's the right move if he's not fitting in to go ahead and move on from him? Man, uh, first of all, great question. But I think, man, I think that the, the they haven't written it on the wall, but they're getting mm-hmm. ready to write it on the wall because, bro, like in minicamp, it is minicamp. He was in that starting role. But then they inserted Braxton Jones. And then they yes. come to training camp, Braxton Jones – it's still in the number one slot. And then they still drafted all these other guys, you know what I'm saying, in the later rounds of this year's draft. So, hey, hey me personally, I just, you know, he got to get up out of there. <laughs> that would just be me. Simply because, like, man, like, you a second-round pick. You should come in hungry. I don't. We don't know all the activity that's going on in camp. But to, yeah. to put, I believe, with Braxton Jones was fourth or fifth. Fifth round, Somewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he yeah, and yeah. he's inserted and in getting more of the first team reps more than you. 
So there is something there. You know what I'm saying? We don't know if it's injury-wise, but I don't think it's 100% injury-wise because even when we was in minicamp, you got slotted back, you know, down the depth chart for Braxton Jones. So yeah. if there's a, but somebody that's out there that's going to give me a third or a fourth, we'll take it. Yeah. I mean, and it seems like, you know, it, it, if if you can get a four, I, I, if you can get a third, you take, I don't care what team it is, what else, <laughs> if you can get a third for it, you take that, you keep it moving. But one of the things that I kind of have speculated in, in my conversation about it so far is that if Tevin Jenkins isn't fitting in, right, on top of that, you look at the fact that the Bears did drop, draft three rookie offensive linemen. And if if Tevin being a second-round pick is not that far, even if he is above, but not that far above the other rookies that you brought in later in the draft, then at that point you, you kind of look at it and be like, hey, man, listen, ain't, ain't you not fitting in with the culture? Let's, let's go ahead and cut them ties, bro. Absolutely. Because, you know, like, I know it's probably Pee Wee in high school, but once you start missing practices, somebody fill your void, your job is in jeopardy. And like in the beginning of training camp and all that stuff, he was sharing reps with uh, Borum. He's out now. Now Borum is sharing reps with uh, Reef, I believe. So come on now. It's, it's definitely is not looking good. I mean, I know we can't believe everything that's out there, but like yeah. if we call him, where the hell you been at? Like you had all this. You saying you lost weight. You've been training. Da 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 da. Man, we we need to. You should have been out there. Where you at? Yeah, yeah. And you got and you. I mean, I know we got the injury to Lucas Patrick, but you got Doug Cram, Kramer coming in, Braxton right. Jones, Dominique Robert. Like you got so many young, hungry, and, and J. Tyree Carter, who's who's played a lot of reps as well. Mm -hmm. That they if they're coming in and they're outshining you, especially during your time out of being on the field, it's going to be hard to overcome that. And they're fitting in with the culture. Come on, man. It, it, right. It's time. It's time, bro. And what is his attitude on the field? Like, are you mad yeah. that they didn't make you a designated, you know what I'm saying, starter right out the gate? No. <laughs> you got to earn your spot, man. But we don't know. I'm not going to do too much speculation. But like I said, it's just questions surrounding him in the situation. Facts, facts, facts. We're talking about uh, Tevin Jenkins moving on to the rest of the people on the offensive line. Um, it seems like, you know, as you said, Matt Eberflus is really in the coaching staff for overall. Luke Getze is really doing some a lot of experimenting on that offensive line. Like we've seen everyone kind of been in, out with the starters, with the second second round. Like how do you think this offensive line is shaping up, especially with uh, Lucas Patrick being out? They added two veterans uh, to this team. Sam Mustafer, we'll see what's going on. He got moved to right guard. Cody Whitehair has been basically – He's he's being mm -hmm. that that left tackle. Larry Borms the, the I'm sorry yeah the left tackle. Larry Borms probably going to be the right tackle. And then at that point you got Braxton Jones coming in. Uh, like what do you think is going? How this offensive line is shaping up? And do you think the Bears are having the right approach to it and going out getting two veterans, paying decent money for them, but then letting those rookies work through it? And do you think that's going to be enough to keep uh, Justin Fields safe and upright for the most part of the season? I think the, the things that they're doing is definitely going to keep Justin Fields safe. Um, I projected starting lineup is I believe the damn rookie is he making noise and he show enough might be starting at that left tackle spot. Then you go uh, Cody Whitehair as the guard. I believe Lucas Patrick will be back in enough time. I believe you he, he just messed up, broke his thumb. You can, so he could still work on conditioning a little bit, exactly. not too much, but you can still work on something. You go Mustafa. And then you 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 pick and choose between Borm and Reef. You know what I'm saying? Like I, but I do believe the I believe the center and the two guard positions are assured up for sure. Okay. But I definitely think okay. they will be able to keep them upright. And then you just I, I don't think the offensive line gonna be solved in this year. You see yeah. what you're working with, but I definitely think it will improve. 
you just got to let these guys work it out together over you, you ain't got too many games now you can't let that boy get knocked around too many games but it, 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 it'll get better yeah yeah i think it's gonna end up being braxton jones at left tackle and then we're gonna get uh riley reef at at the right tackle and you know he may even split those with born but i, I ultimately like where like you said we're, we're as fans, sometimes you want them to solve everything in one offseason. It's just not going to happen. But I do like the fact that they're going to probably switch out some things, look at different combinations. And I think by the end of this season, we're going to probably have about two or three of those positions that we look at and say, all right, all right, we, we got probably our long-term people at these positions. Let's go out with having a lot of cap space and, and figure out the how do we how do we solve the rest of those, those front-line positions. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't argue with that one. All right, last topic of the day. Apparently, Cole Komet and Eddie Jackson have been going at it in one-on-one <laughs> drills, bro. And this is why I love this, right? Because, A, you know it's, you know it's not going to get too heated. They, they're teammates. They've been teammates for a couple of years at this point, too. Like, the, But the thing that's going to – that that I think that they, they help each other improve in this. When you have an internal rivalry like this where – it's even being said, Cole Komet has been getting the better of Eddie Jackson, but then Eddie Jackson's kind of bounced back in the last practice or so. I like, I like this, bro. Like, I have the, the the friendly rivalries. Like, have the things that are going to help you guys both get better. You're on opposite ends of the ball, help each other improve. I've said it before. I think Cole Komet is going to have a big season for the Chicago Bears this season, a big season. And we know that we want to see Eddie Jackson have a bounce back season, especially if he wants another contract with the Chicago Bears. I don't look at any any negative coming out of this. This was something that I read. And honestly, bro, it kind of made me smirk and smile because it's like, this is football, bro. Like I, when Hell I played yeah. football, it was all like, I used to get in rivalries all the time with linebackers. I'm like, are you, you can't tackle me this time. You're not, you're not finna get me. So I like those. I like that type of thing, brother. What, what, how do you feel about it? Man, I just think it's great. It's good competition. I love competition. That's just my thing. As long as y'all don't let egos get in the way. You know what I'm saying? You want to continue Thanks. to build a, a good uh, culture. But, man, it's good because you want Cole Komet to go in there with the intentions of saying, oh, y'all about to put a, a safety on me? Watch me go to work. Or on the flip yeah. side, Eddie Jackson, like, oh, y'all got the tight end on my side. I'm battling Cole Komet. You know what I'm saying? Let me, the guy that's bigger, bigger and stronger than me, let me let me work on my game. So when I go and face another tight end that's probably the same size, faster, or whatever, he already had the experience. So I love it. Keep the competition up, man. You make, that's the whole point of everything. Whole training camp. You come in, you get better, you condition, you work with your guys, so y'all can know how y'all gonna win some damn games. Absolutely, absolutely. And I tell you what, if uh, if other teams put a safety on Cole Commit, yeah, go to work with values with values <laughs> Jones speed. <laughs> <laughs> Go to work. It could be scary hours. It could be scary hours for the Chicago Bears, bro. I, I, I love that. Um, but what do you think? So we we've talked about it. Like Cole Komet, a- average yards per carry, great last season for him. It really is just about getting him in the end zone um, and things like that. Do you think this is a bigger? Since we're talking about these two players, is it a bigger make or break season for Eddie Jackson or for Cole Komet this upcoming season? I think it's bigger for Eddie Jackson, um, simply okay. because, like again, these offensive guys, well. Both sides of the ball are learning a new scheme, but mm. Eddie Jackson, man, he fizzled a little bit, you know what I'm saying, after that big year. In 2018, yeah. he's going crazy, and then, you know, it was definitely some questionable plays that happened last year with him as one of the leaders, you know, at the back end of that secondary, blowing blowing coverages and all that stuff, and I believe money's about to come up too, contracts. I believe, I believe that with Cole Komet's situation and the way – 
if anybody's smart, you look at Matt Nagy and all the bullshit he did, you say, eh, let's get him right in the right system. And then Eddie Jackson, he just got a little more, a bit more to prove, especially because now you got to be the, the at least one of the damn defense, uh, leaders of that secondary. It's going to be yeah. you and Jalen Johnson helping y'all young guys on the other end of the field. Like, y'all got to – he got to show up, man. He got to show up because it was plays where I was like, bro, are you scared to tackle or what? <laughs> like, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah, Eddie Jackson has to, like he uh, like Cole Komet could have a breakout year, but I think even if Cole Komet gives a similar season to last season with more touchdowns, I think that's a win, right? That's a win. Uh, I think overall, but Eddie Jackson, this is the season for him where it's going to determine if he's going to be back in the Bears uniform. I think if he yeah. if he has a season like last season, he's gone. That's it. It's it's over with. I don't even think they go to the negotiating table with Eddie Jackson at that point. Like it's no it's no point in it. So I look at this season absolutely being it like this this is a big year for Cole Komet, but it's a make or break season for Eddie Jackson. Period. Absolutely. And then they got so reports that, coming out saying the, the safety Elijah Hicks behind him is performing mm-hmm. well. Put some yeah. pressure on him. I like it. Put some pressure on yeah. him. Yeah. Earn that spot. Now, do you do you worry at all? Even if Eddie Jackson does have a big season this year do you worry at all that he's going to get his money if he does and then we're going to see another regression because like with eddie jackson was like what he came in his first year too and it was great and then it completely fell off like would you be worried about that at all that it's going to be like hey he had a big year in his contract year he got that money and then now we're stuck with Eddie Jackson on a on a longer term contract, and he falls off again. Oh, that'll definitely be that that'll definitely be in my mind if I was going to the negotiating table with it. But man, you gotta mm-hmm. like man, he just can't be going in there thinking he's gonna be the highest paid safety. That's just my thing. Yeah. Uh, you obviously you pay the man, but you know what I'm saying. Hey, sometimes you gotta wash your hands with certain situations, and in that situation, he coming to you, he being ultra aggressive. And acting like he's supposed to be the the highest paid safety. That's just somebody you gotta let walk because you you might be right. He might regress again. What if he's playing well just so he can get the contract? Then he get the contract, go get a couple Italian beasts from Patillos, you know, and then get out of shape and do what he do. You know, we gotta yeah, keep sure. the pressure on, man. Sure. Just make if you do get a good deal, just make sure that the the guaranteed money is limited. That's it. That's all. That's all. That's all it's going to be, man. Hopefully, hopefully we talk about both of these players having big seasons while we get into during the season. But that's it for today. We are we are getting closer and closer to preseason football. bro. Like, I <laughs> I literally can't wait. Madden comes out next week. Like, that's going. I can't wait to get that, too. Like, it's football season is almost here, guys. It's almost ten here. days for a Bears game. Ten days for a Bears game. I can't wait. Bro. I can't wait. Man. Like, I'm I can't wait. And you know, that first Bears game, we are going live. You will have a live stream afterwards, man, a post game. I can't wait. I can't wait. Go ahead, Bobby, man. Let's go ahead and give it to him before we leave, brother. Hey, just a little word of the wisdom. Y'all know Young Buck got to give y'all some wisdom. Just take care of y'all health, man. Health is wealth. And then while y'all focusing on y'all health, go ahead and check out me and C-Dub at the Shy Bulls Podcast. Man, I, I you mad I can't say your name because on live, bro, you went in. <laughs> he was one of one of your people from uh Chicago Boys Central came came in, like, hey, he said that. Don't say that. We like, bro, Hayes family, he can say that. <laughs> what happened? Who was uh, it? somebody made a comment on there and the dude responded back like, Hayes, hey said that on Chicago Boys Central. Be original. We like what? What'd he do wrong? Hayes family. He could say something that Hayes said. <laughs> Ain't nothing That's wrong funny, with that. Bro. That is funny, man. But That's yeah, and then 
Y'all definitely check out my boy at CEO Hayes on all social media platforms. Killing it in the game. Y'all know. You already know what it is, man. You guys can follow me personally at CEO Hayes, the CEO H A I Z E. You can follow us collectively at Shy Bears on every social media platform that we're on. You can see back questions, comments, concerns, Chicago Bears Central Gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so 773-270-2799. This has been another episode of Chicago Bears Central. Make sure you guys bear down. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.